For though a righteous man falls seven times, he rises again. All right, we're finishing up Samson today. Good series, I hope. I've enjoyed the series. Uh, I think it's been a good one for us. And uh, we're going to be wrapping up today. As we wrap up, it's good to just kind of remember, you know, that each week we've tried to walk with Samson here. And uh, in that first week, uh, we saw how his weaknesses uh, led him into those positions of uh, living contrary to his purpose, right? And then the next week... We saw how he followed his emotions, and that led him to also destructive kinds of places. And then uh, last week, we finished, uh, finished up looking at how this experience in his life was, a, was an ongoing, gradual thing, right? That he lived in, in gradual sin. It wasn't just a one-time deal, but he kept just kind of making these mistakes and kept following these behaviors. And uh, we ended last week with Samson, you know, having that hair cut and being captured and imprisoned by the Philistines and that last great word of hope, right? But his hair began uh, to grow back. And so we pick it up today under the title Purposed uh, Failure. And, uh, you know, as you look at Samson's life, it's, uh, it's pretty easy to look at his life and be able to see how many times Samson experienced failure in his life. And and certainly when you look at where we are in the story right now and his experience right now, here he is, you know, his eyes gouged out and he is captured by the very people that he was supposed to um, you know, be free his people from, right? He's now under their power. We can see that looking at Samson's life, man, it's just not gone the way it's supposed to go, right? One one would look at his life and say, "Man, this guy just really failed over and over and over again. And uh, we can do that uh, at this point at least in his life because we can wheel ourselves back to the very beginning and remind ourselves uh, what is it after all that Samson came into the world to do, right? And uh, we know that Samson from the beginning had a defined divine purpose for his life. Remember way back in the beginning when we were in Judges 13? And we looked at the experience of Samson being conceived by this just miracle action of God, right? And so God is talking to Samson's uh, uh, pregnant mother here and says, or soon to be pregnant mother, and says, you'll become pregnant, give birth to a son, and his hair must never be cut. Yeah, we, okay, we know that. For he'll be dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. He'll begin to rescue Israel from the Philistines. So we know even when Samson was conceived, he was conceived with a defined divine purpose. Amen? Correct? Yes, right. And so we wheel around to that today, and you have to remember what that purpose was. Remember his purpose. His purpose was to be that beginning point of God's plan to free God's people from the oppression they were under by the Philistines. But as we've seen, Samson kept walking into weakness, walking into emotional destruction, walking into uh, gradual sin. And it leaves him where he is today, oppressed by those that are now oppressing uh, God's people. Now, the difficulty for us, I think, is as we look at Samson, it would be easy for us, and uh, we look at our own lives, it would be easy for us to be like Samson. 
You know, the difficulty for Samson is that all the way along in Samson's life so far, he has had that false understanding that life is somehow all about who? That would be him, right? That he's, he's had this false understanding that life was somehow all about him. Even though we just read that he was to be dedicated to God, a Nazarite, and live under a divine purpose. And yet, as he walked into the weakness, as he walked into his emotional destruction, as he continued into gradual sin, he kept somehow convincing himself that life was somehow all about him. And that is so like us, right? We, we somehow we lose the big picture of understanding and, and think that, well, it's just, it's just, about, it's just about us. Right? If you go into Judges 16, that's where we're going to be today, the end of Judges uh, 16. And so grab your Bibles or your, uh, your phones, whatever it is you use, to go ahead and get into it. We're going to be in Judges 16. Uh, you see what happens in Samson's life. It says, The Philistine rulers held a great festival, offering sacrifice and praising their god, Dagon. They said, Our god has given us victory over our enemy, Samson. When the people saw him, they praised their God, saying, Our God has delivered our enemy to us. The one who killed so many of us is now in our power. So, like, who's getting credit for this whole experience of Samson now being captured and imprisoned? This God, Dagon, right? This God, Dagon. Here, Samson thought life was all about him. And when you think life is all about you, you follow the weakness, you follow the emotions, you fall into that gradual sin thing, and you forget there is a bigger picture at stake. You see, as a Christ follower, one of the important things we got to do is step back in our lives and remember there's a bigger picture. You see, in Samson's life, in this experience right now, because of his failure... Dagon is getting all the credit. Who is not getting any credit? That's right. That would be the one true living God, right? The one true living... In Samson's failure, he gave food to the foreigner to be able to praise a false god. This is who Dagon is, by the way. Dagon was a... uh, fish god, if you kind of capture that, right? (laughs) I mean, this is the guy after my own heart, I'm telling you. Anyway, uh, yes, Dagon was kind of this fish god. He was a god of fertility, and he was the god of fertility over the crops and also over the harvest from the sea, right? The fishing industry, right? And so now the Philistines are saying what? They're saying, wow, this god, this god, this is the one who delivered to us Samson. And if this God is the one who delivered to us Samson, what about Samson's God? Not so much. You see, there's an awareness for us that we cannot lose as Christ followers. We have to understand that when we follow our weaknesses, when we give in to our emotional destruction, when we go ahead and continue in our gradual sin, it's just not we who pay the consequence. It's just not us. You see, when you, when you say, I am a Christ follower, your life is no longer just about you. 
Just like Samson, he was a Nazarite, de- Nazarite dedicated to God. And in this failure, God is paying a consequence. In our failure, God is paying a consequence. And yet, amazingly, amazingly, our God is willing to go into our failure. This is what's so amazing about God's faithfulness and God's grace. Even though God pays a consequence for our failure, He's still willing to go into our failure and use our failure. He will work in our failure. Here's Samson. He has failed. And he now goes into an experience of absolute and total humiliation. The strong guy, the big strong guy Samson, is now under the power of the Philistines and he, he becomes totally humiliated. It says, half drunk now, by, by now, the people, the Philistines, demanded, bring out Samson so he can amuse us. So he was brought out from the prison to amuse them. And they had him stand between two pillars supporting the roof. What's going on? The strong guy, Samson, is now being brought out on a chain, and he's like, you know, an entertaining monkey. The strong guy who stood for God, who killed all the Philistines, thousands with the jawbone of a donkey, is now on display for the humor and amusement of the Philistines. Can you imagine the picture? Here he is, the strong guy, representative of God, and now he's being pelted by food and spit and anything else they could throw his way. And Samson is in absolute humiliation. And yet in the humiliation, in the failure, God is willing to step in and work. In the humiliation and in the failure, Our incredible, gracious God is willing to even put himself. And we know this is true, right? If we're a Christ follower, we we know this is true because we saw him do it in his own son. We saw him do it in his own son to step into absolute humiliation. Humiliation is a powerful thing, isn't it? I mean, we, we develop phrases around humiliation. We even uh, justify humiliation and, and, and we say, well, you know, some people, they just keep making the wrong decisions and they just got to get to that place in their life where they hit rock bottom, right? Isn't that what we say? Hey, you know, hey, I don't get it, man. I try to warn them, but they just got to go that path and they just got to get to that place where they just hit rock bottom, <laughs> Why do we say that? We say that as if somehow that's good that they've hit rock bottom, right? Because we know even in the experience of humiliation, God is willing to be present and he is willing to work. Now, I would hope that most of you, if not all of you, would never hit rock bottom. That if you're in that place of weakness or you're in that place where you've been following your emotions too much, or if you're in that place where you've just been in this gradual sin behavior, that don't wait till you hit rock bottom. Don't wait till absolute humiliation comes your way. See, the invitation of Samson is to say, look, this is how bad life can get. This is how far astray you can get. Don't wait. Don't wait. 
Don't let God life get to that place. Do what Samson does. Here's the next thing he does. In the midst of humiliation, it says Samson begins to look at the pillars, to grab for the pillars. Samson said to the young servant who was leading him by the hand, Place my hands against the pillars that hold up the temple. I want to rest against them. Now the temple was completely filled with people. All the Philistine rulers were there. There were about 3,000 men and women on the roof who were watching as Samson amused them. What's going on? Samson is there in absolute humiliation, and yet he instructs the person leading him to rest himself up against the pillars. What's going on? Can you imagine what's in Samson's mind right now? What's going on? This guy's mind, this guy's heart. He is in absolute humiliation. And in his humiliation, he has to face his failures. Don't wait for humiliation. Don't wait for humiliation. Make this a day right here today, this moment. Make it an invitation of Samson. Whatever it is that's going on in your life right now, face it. Face it. Put your hand up against that pillar. Acknowledge the pillar. Go ahead. Put your hand up against that pillar and say, listen, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep following that weakness. I can't keep following that emotional destruction. I can't keep following that gradual sin that I'm in. I can't keep doing it anymore. This is the moment. This is the day. This is a Samson time. You need to put your hands up on that pillar and say, I can't keep doing that. Don't wait until you experience absolute humiliation. Don't wait. Take this as a grace moment that God works in this humiliation moment to say, it's time for my life to change. It's time for my life to change. It's time to get out of those behaviors. It's time to give up those, those relationships I should not be in. It's time to just start changing my life and get it back where God wants it to be. Remember where we started today? Samson was born with a divine, defined purpose. So were you. So were you. And Samson, with his hands up on the pillars, has that moment of absolute humiliation where he comes face to face with his failures and he asks his life to change. Here's where it is. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, remember me again. O God, Please strengthen me just one more time. With one blow, let me pay back the Philistines for the loss of my two eyes. Look what he does. He acknowledges right away what is God. He is sovereign Lord, right? Everything is under his power. Dagon is not the one. Everything is under his power. He is absolutely and completely sovereign. And what does he ask? Remember me. What does he know? He knows he's walked away. He knows he's created distance. He knows he's been in gradual sin. He's facing those failures in his life, isn't he? And he's saying, God, listen, remember me. I know I screwed up. I know I've messed up. I know I did the things that I shouldn't do. I know I've walked away. Remember me. Don't be so far away from me. In the humiliation, Samson discovers how close God is. Remember me. And God, please strengthen me just one more time. What's he asking for? One more time. Just give me 
forgiveness. Just this once. Just this once. Give me one more time to be the person that you created me to be. I don't know about you guys. I ask that every day. I ask that every day. God, give me one more day. Because yesterday I messed up. I know I didn't do it right. Just give me one more day. Give me one more day to be the person that you created me to be. Give me one more day to have a chance to do what you want me to do for the kingdom of heaven. Just give me, give me one more day to be able to be the person that can touch people's lives and change people's lives through Jesus Christ. Just give me one more day. Amen? One more day? That's all he wants. He's, he's not dreaming about the future. He's not expecting whatever else is next. He is just asking for one more day for his life to get in the right place, to get back that defined, divine purpose. Just give me one more day. And he's all in. He is absolutely all in in his requests. He wants this to be an absolute, total life change experience. Look what happens. It says Samson put his hands on the two center pillars that held up the temple. Pushing against them with both hands, he prayed, Let me die with the Philistines. Is this guy all in? He's all in, right? It's no longer about me. My life is now totally about you, God. Let me die with the Philistines. If that's what has to happen, if this is the end of my life, that's fine. As long as I'm doing what you want me to do. If, if that's the end, Lord, that's okay. Because whatever you want is the greatest thing for my life. Lord, I'm all in. I'm absolutely signed up. Lord, whatever it is that is your desire for my life, that is the best thing for my life, and that's all I want. Can't you hear Samson? The question is, can you hear yourself? Can, can, can you, in this moment, in this day, put your hand up against those pillars that are taking you away from faithfulness in Christ and say, I'm done with that old life. I'm done with that. God, forgive me. Can you just not feel bad about it? I'm talking about repent about it. Can you say, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to live there anymore because it's not about me. It is all about Him. It's not about me. My life is all about Him. What, I, what my career is, is all about Him. My marriage is all about Him. My family is all about Him. My money is all about Him. Whatever it is, it's all about Him. God, I want my life to be whatever it is you want my life to be because I'm all in and it's all about you. It's no longer about me. That's what Samson does. Now, here's the amazing thing. Don't miss this. In the whole experience of Samson's humiliation, God has been preparing him for this very moment. I want you to think through this with me. You ready? Remember, Samson was captured. His eyes were gouged out. And he was put in prison. And he was given a job. And what was that job? His job was to push the grinding mill. Remember? He was to push the grinding mill. Now, when you see a picture of a grinding mill, what's, what is usually pushing the grinding mill? That would be an ox, right? An ox. Good choice, right? How strong is an ox? Whoa. Not here. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Have you ever heard the phrase... If you don't use it, you... 
What if Samson, strong gun, had been just thrown in a cell? What if he'd just been sitting in a cell all this time? What if he'd just been sitting in a cell doing nothing all this time? What would have happened to his muscles? He wasn't sitting in a cell. What was he doing? He was pushing that grinding mill like an ox. How strong was that experience making him? Do you see what I'm saying? You see, this is the incredible nature of God. That even in our failures, even in our humiliation, God is willing to enter in and prepare us for the moments when we're able to say, I'm done, it's over. I'm not living that way anymore. God, take control of my life. And when you do that, He's prepared for you to do what it is He wants you to do. That whole time, He's preparing you for whatever it is that's ahead of you. And so, the temple crashed down on the Philistine rulers and all the people. And Samson, in his failure, prevails in his purpose. Samson, even in his failure, God is able to take, able to take it and have him prevail in his divine preferred future. This is an amazing statement about how incredible God is, isn't it? See, some of you may feel like a failure. You may look at your life and acknowledge those pillars. You may, you may go through the experience in this series of, as we've raised some really challenging stuff about where your life is going. And you may be at that place where you say, yes, my life has got to change. I want you to understand this. Failure is not a person. Failure is simply an experience. And your divine chosen purpose has not changed. Samson's divine chosen purpose did not change. And God did not let go of it. God did not let go of Samson. He did not let go of the dream. He did not let go of the opportunity. He will not let go of you either. And he will not let go of that purpose. But he's going to ask you, are you humble enough? Are you humble enough to be able to let go of your life? Are you humble enough to be able to say, my life is no longer my own, it is all about him? And when you do that, he will have prepared you for the future and the purpose. Look what it says in 2 Timothy 2. This is a trustworthy saying. If we die with him, God, we will also live with him. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. But look at this one. If we are unfaithful, he remains what? How good is our God? You see, it's in his nature. He has remained faithful. He is still faithful to you. And he is ready to have your life change. He is ready to have your life change. And, and look at Samson. Samson prevailed even in spite of his failure. Look at the end of the story now. It says, so Samson killed more people when he died than he had during his entire lifetime. Think about this. During his entire lifetime, who did he live for? Who was the center of his life? Him, right? In his death, when he finally said... 
It's not about me. It's all about you. He started living for God. He accomplished more in that one moment than he accomplished in his whole life of living for himself. In that one moment, more than his whole life, when he got in that place where he said, life is not about me, it's all about him, and he gave God absolute control. That's the way it works, because God is faithful. So I want to invite you as we end the series today to think about your life. Think about those pillars in your life. Be able to say, listen, it's time for my life to change if that's where you're at. Don't wait to be humiliated. It's time for your life to change and be able to say, it's not about me. It's all about him. Proverbs gives us a wisdom statement. It says, the godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. There is always the opportunity for us to get up again. Not because of who we are, but because God is absolutely faithful. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today. We rely on your faithfulness. We know that we don't measure up, and yet we know your grace is absolutely sufficient. Your grace is greater than all of our failures. That you're willing to enter into our weakness and our humiliation and offer us the opportunity to get renewed to have life change. And so we pray today that your spirit would just rest on us, convict us this morning in those places that we just need to just let go. We need to just surrender completely. Give us a will and a desire to do that, Lord. Make us absolutely weak so we can know the strength of being your people and being your servant. Lord, we come to you today and we want to be Samson in that one moment. In that one moment when he lived in the purpose for which he was created. And praise and glory came back to your name. Help us to not bring shame, but to bring honor to you. We ask it through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.